everyone. Welcome to a, another episode of the, the Tara Barry Show. Welcome. We have a very special guest with us today, welcoming Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We Good. are amazing. <laughs> Matt is probably one of my favorite ADHD TikTokers, honestly, in a very long time. He has a After Dark series, which is all about ADHD, intimacy, and spicy time. Spicy so this time. is going to be a very <laughs> juicy episode, so strap yourself in. <laughs> I'm excited. There's going to be so many things I'm going to learn. I know. Barry's like, I don't, I'm just going to, this is just I'm for gonna, me. It's going to click in my head. I'm going to be like, yep. Okay, that one. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, we, as always, start off these episodes talking about something that we learnt this week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I'm going to start with, should we start with Matt? Put him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> something that I learned this week. Do I have to sound smart yeah. about it? No. No, it's anything. Just anything. You could talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> You want to talk about Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh. Okay, I do have something to say um, to all the Americans out there. I am a Canadian that has just recently moved to America, and I had no idea how much y'all take Thanksgiving so seriously. I don't have any family here. I don't have any friends here. So what I was planning to do tonight is order some food, chill out, listen to music, just do absolutely nothing. What I didn't realize is everything is closed. You want to learn what I learned? It, it was it was that you can't plan to have fun on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not about fun if you're a single and lonely dude. That's what I learned. And you're going to be hungry all day long if you don't go get food. I am having breakfast crap. for dinner again. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> that was the most passionate. Yeah, that was good. Something I learned. I love that so much. Okay, Baz, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Put me on the spot. Because we don't have written down oh, answers for this either. Jesus. Barry, what is something that you learned this week? Well, I learned that it is very hard when starting a new business venture to organize everything and have it perfectly land on the same day that you want it to. That's yeah. something I learned. I learned that I absolutely hate Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely it's hate nightmare them. material. I I don't have dyslexia, but I don't know if like number dyslexia is a thing, but when I look at like numbers on a spreadsheet, I want to cry. Like yeah. I hate them. I'm, I, sh I showed Tara's spreadsheet this week and she went, yeah, no, I'm not dealing with that. I just walked off. I'm like, well, I yeah, need you like, to look at it. You need to hire someone for that. Sorry. <laughs> Very fun fact from an, from an ADHD nerd. I can tell you that in the neurodiverse world, that's known as dyscalculia. And it's actually very, very common with people with ADHD. Wow. Well, that's we what go. I learned this week. <laughs> <laughs> Taris, do you, what you learned this I week is that. What's it called? Dyscalculia. Dyscalculia. There's a lot of ways to help dyscalculia. with it too. Just in case you ever Oh my God. That oh. is... That explains, I feel like I'm having an aha moment right now. That explains so <laughs> oh, much wow. of my life because I used to sit there in maths class. Like my dad still to this day absolutely tells this story continuously. But like he used to help me with my maths homework and he would try and like, you know, how like when you're in high school and they, I guess, have like you have to do the longer equations. Mm. So we would have to do the longer equations, but it would just look like word vomit to me. And like dad would be like sitting there trying to help me do this like equation at home. And then he'd be like, okay, so what's the answer? And I would just start yelling out numbers because I couldn't. You still do that. I couldn't actually <laughs> process what was like going on. And I was like, 23. He's like, no, read the answer to the question. I'm like, three, 17. 18. He's like, you can't just keep guessing. I'm like, I absolutely can keep you guessing. You still do that. You still do that with everything. <laughs> wow, I love that. Discalcula. Okay, I'm going to have to dive deep into that. All right, well, <laughs> we didn't get Matt on to chat about um, numbers and spreadsheets. So let's and Tara's, dive into um, the childhood. of today. <laughs> we are talking all things ADHD and after dark. Which, Matt, are you super passionate about? It is. Well, that, that's a hilarious way to put it. But yes, it is something that is very much a part of my life. And it, it's something I love teaching people about, truly. Yeah. So I guess um, Baz and I are going to ask you a few questions. So the first question we have is you actually have a series on TikTok, like I said, um, that is called ADHD After Dark. So I want to know, why did you start talking about ADHD After Dark? and what is kind of a bit of the response that you've had from it? Oh, it is 
interesting, if I could say that much. Mm. Um, basically, it all started actually as just a response video, which I thought was hilarious. Um, I did a video about physical strain on the body and how when we have certain amounts of physical strain, it can spark things like your concentration, your motivation, and the pleasure parts of your brain. And somebody yeah. randomly on TikTok, I, like, I remember this moment so well. I went and got my first haircut at a new apartment and I found a new place to get a haircut and I came home and I had like some nice looking hair and everything was freshly done and I looked down at TikTok and I was like ugh I gotta make another video let's go and take a look and somebody in the comment section of that video went wait a second does this explain why I'm kinky and I made I made a reply video I never do these this is the one and only yeah. time I've ever done these but I made a video and I just went <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and, then I said, and then i said tell you guys what 500 likes and you know 50 comments and i'll make a i'll make a series dedicated to that and i think that I video that. got i i think something like seventy thousand likes wow. and, uh, and it ended up getting like, i think i i remember that video i remember seeing you do that and i was like damn i love that someone's talking about this yeah and then I had all these people sending me messages being like, please do it, do it right now, do it, oh my God, please, I need to know, I need to know. So I was like, oh, damn, I gotta I, I got figure this out. You know, I gotta write an entire series that I kind of just <laughs> playfully said I'd do without any follow-up. And while I, while I do educate myself on this subject, I, you know, there's a certain part of the entertaining aspect that I was like, how do yeah. I reach people with this? Yeah, um, and, and it's, it's interesting because it's such a like, I feel like you almost hit a gold mine with that because it's almost like, like, you know, there's a lot of ADHD content. And I think at that time it was probably becoming like, there was a lot of ADHD creators coming out and talking about ADHD and whatnot. But I think, you know, you kind of found one of those little pockets mm -hmm. of like, this is like one of those unspoken moments, like that all these unspoken topics mm. that everyone struggles with yep. or is experiencing, but no one's talking about. Yep. And, and, you know, it was the craziest thing because anytime that I go back there, I cringe so hard watching the original After Dark videos. They say nothing. And yet everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is so needed <laughs> and so perfect. And the videos, even when they were bad videos, they were getting like 80,000 views a video. And it was oh, mind blowing. Wow. And the day where it all changed is actually where I did something by accident. Um, it's always like that. Well, always, always, always. Mm. Um, but I made this video where I was trying to talk about, I believe it was just stimming. It was about finding stimulation in the kink that you have. Mm. And I did this moment when I went, when we have pressure, when we have pain. And I went like that in the video and I openly did these motions. And in that moment, I remember, I, like, even in my head, I was like, holy shit, I actually pulled that off and said that. Um, so, so I need to keep going. And then I lost my words and just stopped the video and just posted what I had. It was the shortest After Dark video. Mm. And that choke wow. and slap went viral around the internet, getting over 20 million views of me oh, choking wow. and slapping myself. It was one of the most like duetted videos at the time. And it, and it was, and it was just all like, it was all people just watching it. And then when I choke and slap, they would just freak the hell out. Mm. I don't think I saw that one. I don't think I saw that one, but what, what is, what is it that the choke and the slap actually does? Is that just because it's, it stimulates that moment? Well, it's the stimulation that keeps us concentrated. It keeps us mm. in that moment. It keeps us with, you know, a lot of us have problem with actually rising off or losing attention during that time. Mm. And when you have pressure on yourself, one of the interesting parts is that that is, it's igniting the brain. It's igniting your concentration chemical, your motivational mm. neurotransmitter. Wow. And something like a slap, one thing that's quite interesting is that that is bringing your attention back into what is currently uh. going on around us. You're, it, it brings wow. you out of your own head for a second because our pain receptors are going oh focus and that a lot of the times that brings out wow. <laughs> that brings out the demon that brings out the the oh exciting like oh my god this <laughs> <I'm back." laughs> and uh that yeah, ended up that. from that moment um it started the biggest around amount of harassment that i got online it started the biggest amount of oh, wow. of excitement that i got online it was the it was the biggest positive and negative at the same time experience that i mm. ever had and ended up turning the After Dark series into the most watched short form content series on the After Dark subject on the internet, which I'm very proud mm. of today. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I think honestly, you were probably the catalyst for, I think honestly, like when I wanted to start talking about it, cause we, we started talking a lot about like relationship <clears throat> content mm -hmm. um, and a similar thing happened where, you know, we were talking about the general, how it impacts our relationship and whatnot. Mm. And that was when people were like, 
kind of dropping comments around like, oh, how does it impact sex? Like if it impacts it and it, it kind of started that natural progression. I remember when I was like, oh, I probably need to make like a video on this. I typed in your name and I was like, I know Matt's spoken about this. Mm. So I like went on a deep dive and I like was learning and educating myself and whatnot. And I would actually say your content was probably the catalyst behind like quite a bit of like what I have learned oh, and right. also like the content that That's we cool. started. Um, talking about and whatnot so yeah it's exciting you're making waves That's and i so think cool. it's it's Thanks, a man. really important topic that people need to know about yeah. it is and in a safe way and i think that's cool as well that like you're not just you're explaining how to do it but then how to do it in a safe kind of like controlled environment as well yeah is also what needs to be spoken about for sure i mean the primary of my entire channel and a lot of people don't get it because i'm a very hyper and happy person online and i'm always mm. trying to teach people the why it's not necessarily teach people how yeah. to do it but why do you like this why should it be important the why is always important yeah. and I came to this huge realization that there's a million people talking about, you know, like the great parts of being an ADHD parent or maybe the hardships of mm. being a parent. And, you know, people talk about all that kind of stuff. But I realized there was nobody talking about not only the darkness, but the extreme upsides to the things we don't want to talk about. When I talk about addiction, yeah. it freaks people out because I, I, I tell people we got to get it that drugs are awesome and we don't want that yeah. in our lives. You know, we, mm. we yeah. got to get it that these things are Very amazing, true. but God, get some consent first. Like, I always try and yeah. add that yeah. aggressive tone to it. And it's brought a lot of hatred to my page, but it's brought so much thankful people that no one else is talking like this. Thank you for making this. And it's just, it's a wonderful yeah. thing. I love talking about After Dark stuff because no one mm. else is. And it's something literally all of us are going through. And the people that are saying that they're not going through it, and I, in my humble opinion, they got to be lying. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. 100%. True. I agree. That's one thing Ty and I always talk about and you, you brought up before the um the why or the being yeah. being um curious about certain things and understanding it and going um yeah, just understanding why they're doing certain things. Yeah. It's amazing. I've even I've even explained to Barry and it's funny because you kind of put words to it just then, but like I and it's it's a bit off subject, but like for example, if I'm wanting to start like a new um way of eating or you know a new exercise or whatever it is, I have to understand the why mm -hmm. behind why it's good for me before I can actually start engaging in it. So a prime example is like for my whole life, I used to hate eating bananas. This is so random, but I used to hate eating bananas. And then one day, my mom actually explained to me like the benefits. Mm bananas mm -hmm. like potassium and all the ingredients and whatnot and then ever since whenever i look at a banana now i know exactly why that's good for me mm -hmm. and i decided i actually started to like it like i hated bananas prior <laughs> then i was like oh i like it mm -hmm. and i think it's really important like what you said to actually understand that that's also a part of i don't know if it's a part of the adhd brain but i think it almost is is it's like we have to understand the why behind something and then it's like oh okay i can make that choice or i can change that behavior i can do it in that way because you understand it right yeah well you know it, yeah. it, if i may real quick i know it's off topic um but the why is it's important for everyone because most people yeah. like we live in the information age and people are less educated than ever it, it's it's quite yeah. interesting yeah. So true. um but especially in the adhd world because we're overthinkers and we'll go into it yeah. like crazy um, I had this moment a while ago that um, I, I've been loving sharing with people in any speeches that I give or, or any live events that I do. Um, I had a moment where I let myself drink and I'm a primarily sober person. Um, yeah. And I let myself drink one night. And then the next day I ended up sitting down at a table with a bunch of friends and a bunch of colleagues and all this kind of stuff. And I remember sitting down at that table and then thinking, oh my God, there's a bunch of new people here. This is wild. I'm starting to get a little bit anxious. Oh my God, that anxiety is affecting mm. my stomach. Why am I getting so anxious? I know these people and they know me more importantly. There, there's no reason to be anxious. What's going on? Um, and then I stopped for a moment. And this is where I think that the blessing of knowing comes in that I love mm. to teach people. I stopped for a moment and I went, you drank last night. Drinking heightens anxiety like crazy for at yeah. least three mm. days. And it's so wow. funny because wow. that didn't cure me. That, that, that doesn't cure you by knowing. But when I figured out what it was, I, I, I got to stop thinking about what is it? Why is this causing me? What is it with my friends? What is it with my colleagues that are making me do this? It was like, ah, oh, I was drinking, no wonder. And then I just kind of, yeah. I just kind of vibed with the anxiety. I'm like, boy, I feel crappy. I shouldn't drink again tonight. Mm. And then I just yeah. went to eating, knowing that I felt a little bit bad. But that's okay. 
You know, the, the yeah, same thing can be said in, right. in the After Dark world, um, where, like, if somebody b- gets choked for the very first time, and I'm going to use this very lightly, but very honestly, someone gets choked mm. for the very first time, they might sit there and go, oh, my God, do I like that? Does that mean that I'm willing to kill people? Does that mean that I'm willing to, you know, do all of these terrible things? Am I a bad person? Do I like, ta- like, you know, like, you start going down these rabbit holes, or you could think in the opposite and go, oh, my God, I like choking. Why haven't, why haven't I been choked more often? This is such a big mm. thing. People yeah. have offered in the past. Why the heck didn't I say yes? When, if you knew why. If you knew that when you engage those parts of the physical strain, not even about the choking, but when you get physical strain on yourself, it engages, once again, your concentration chemical, which helps you stay in the moment. Mm. Um, by just knowing that when you get choked, you're like, there it is. I remember why this is good. <laughs> and, then, and then you're back into focusing again. Yeah. There, there, yeah. There's an alleviation of pressure with knowing. And it's something that... It, it changed my entire life. It helped me get sober. It helped yeah. me get out of a lot of really bad situations in my life by just understanding yeah. why. Um, and that's why yeah. I love to teach people. I know this is not a, yeah. a, a, a focused, but no, hundred percent. It's, it's so 100%. good. Yeah. it's so cool. And it's, yeah. it's it's so interesting. And I think it's really important, especially like you know, as listeners, like if you guys are listening or watching this, because. I think a lot of the time, like, especially with ADHD, like we want to go in and just fix something. Like we mm. want to have a strategy or we want to get a tip or we want to get like, learn something that is like the hack, but really it's actually in the awareness and the knowing yeah. that's, that's the powerful thing. And, and we, we teach that in our, you know, we've, I've done coaching with clients and whatnot and we have courses and stuff. And like, that is a lot of the time what we teach is it's the awareness and it's teaching them how to have names for things and labels Mm. and be able to actually verbalize what's going on and understand that that's in the power as opposed to being like, get this app or use this hack (laughs) or use this strategy. It's like all of that is so pointless and it's so annoying when I see content like that because I'm like, you need to understand the why. You have to understand the why. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, yeah, and I think too, speaking from the neurotypical side, um, knowing these things about your partner takes the, like if you're like, oh, she just wants to get choked. Why does she want to get choked? As soon as you know why, because yeah. it stimulates and she's present, you're like, no, yes. It, it <laughs> you're present in the situation. I'll definitely do that. It, and it adds a layer of like, obviously there's that fun part to it. Yeah. <laughs> but it adds a layer of like, almost like, love as well like you're actually like by doing that it's not like this i guess it can still be dominating and whatnot but it's like also you're supporting your partner Mm. in like knowing how to help them and knowing how to help them get back to focus and concentrating like you're actually able to offer a solution yeah like one of ours i think is lights and a certain (laughs) certain sheet and everything like that (laughs) you know like everything like that so yeah i i think we should do another episode on this eventually of just like relationship talk as well because that it's insanely true if you know that your partner is going to do i love the neurotypical perspective there that that's Mm. that's so awesome terry you need to put a ring on it that that that's 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 a part that's a partner that's a partner that's wicked um but it's so true man when when you're sitting there and you're you your partner is aware that you're an emotionally unstable person at time and they see you go from a happy to a sad instead of looking at you like you were just having fun a minute ago what's going on you know they can look at you and be like hey everything good i noticed that you you know i I noticed that we haven't we haven't had food in a little while and i see you getting a little antsy can i give you a hand yeah Mm. that person's getting some tonight that person is you know (laughs) getting loved getting trusted getting everything and in return they get our good side of adhd which is the like that's the interesting part is a partner has the ability to spark both our positive and our negative traits that are involved Mm. in the adhd brain and it's so important to understand them yourself so that you can communicate them yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I love that. I love that. That's I'm good. already like obsessed with this conversation. <laughs> I would have, I would have kept Wish going on this, but we like got, some, got some questions to go through. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I know. I'm like, so question two. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, um, did you want to ask this yeah. one, Bez? So, what are some common challenges or patterns do you see in ADHDs when it comes to ADHD, sex, and intimacy? Which we kind of, I think, we're yeah. we're going in that direction anyway. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, common patterns definitely um, are things like favoring a little bit more exciting play. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a very, very positive thing in the ADHD world, but it's also something to really understand. You know, I find that Mm -hmm. people with ADHD actually tend to be very aggressively against that vanilla play, which I think is hilarious. It's not true. 
but it, it's it's actually the idealization of what vanilla play is. Everybody thinks that vanilla just means missionary and staring at each other with no <laughs> with no sound, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like that that's not even love movie. That, that's just not yeah. good. <laughs> that that has mm. no label. That just sucks. Um, yeah, it's just um, but, that's terrible. <laughs> But common patterns between that kind of stuff is, yes, just enjoying more enthusiastic play, um, possibly wanting to use additional aids. And additional aids doesn't have to mean something like a vibrator or something like that. It can literally mean having certain kind of sound on the background, wearing certain fabric. Mm. I would say that that would be like a primary that, that you'd be looking yeah. for when it comes to more common things that you can expect out of your ADHD partner, provided, yeah. once again, and this is going to be the end of every single question that I answer more than likely, provided that they understand themselves. Yeah, I, 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 so have, I have heard stories of so many people that they don't understand themselves and they put their partner through some weird things or they just genuinely hate intimacy because everything mm. kind of sucks, but they haven't taken any time yeah. to learn how to have good intimacy. And that is yeah. that that's also another side that I could say is more of like a negative side to this is a, a common thing with the ADHD brain is for us to just think that something probably sucks as opposed to mm. learning more about it again when you don't know the why. That's mm. so true. That's everything so true. everything comes back to that why or that understanding. Yeah. Dude, it, 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 it's in the yeah. best way ever, if you learn why, your entire life will change. Every yeah. single yeah. thing out there has an answer. And that is, it's one of the most beautiful parts from a neurobiological standpoint, from a biological standpoint, from a psychological, uh, scientific <laughs> standpoint, there is an answer yeah. for almost everything we need to know about why we do stuff. And the idea that people yeah. are like, it's probably because I suck. That is just like, in the yeah. most aggressive, but honestly caring way, that's dumb. Mm. You, you, yeah. You, yeah. you can learn and if you're not that's on you because you can be having better after dark play you can be having better mm. relationships so better understanding of food better hydration blah yeah. blah 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 blah. you get where i'm going but why is important? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i i think even like with like our own my own experience ours because we're involved <laughs> um but like one of the the things that were coming up for me like before i understood why was I was very perplexed and like kind of confused as to why, you know, I would kind of go from really hyper-focused and like fixated on after dark stuff mm -hmm. to basically not wanting it at all. Mm -hmm. Like I would kind of fluctuate between the two. Um, and then other things that were happening for me was like, I was getting really overstimulated in certain moments. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because like, for such a long time, I didn't have words to explain any mm. of it. I was kind of just, there was so much shame. There was so much like, I'm a shitty girlfriend. You know, I'm not, sounds so weird to say, but like performing, like that's not a thing. But like, that's how I was feeling. That was the inner dialogue for me that was happening. And it wasn't until I started, um, yeah, like even watching your stuff and really like learning myself about it all that I was like, shit, like I'm, I'm overstimulated. Like mm -hmm. that's what's happening. You know, it's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. It's, you know, I'm, and a lot of things was actually to do with my meds. Like when my meds would wear off in the evening, all of my ADHD symptoms would just come back. And that's mm -hmm. when we would usually try and, you know, have some after dark time. And I was just so overstimulated and yeah, it was just interesting because I eventually started to have these words and then I could actually explain them to Barry mm -hmm. And like what you were saying at the start of your answer, where it was like, I, I was then able to say, okay, we need to have more play or we need to have more excitement or we, you know, need to focus on the foreplay or we need to focus on X, Y, Z. And it was interesting because we were able to kind of turn the air con on or get rid mm. of that blanket yep. or turn the music on. And that was like really pivotal in our own, why are you smiling? Because right. <laughs> I've just, I just, yeah, there's so many things that we've, I've learned over yeah. the last three years two and a half years um where it's like the breath like if i'm breathing too much mm. and it's like uh, um and i'm like oh i thought it was hot and heavy but it's just like that nah. <laughs> like cut that <laughs> um and just a few like a few <laughs> a few other things it's just like just keep learning and going okay i can change that i can do this it doesn't really affect me and yeah it's good yeah I guess how how would you, Matt, like if someone with ADHD is listening and they are struggling with, you know, after dark and they're kind of, I guess, in that stage of like they're learning, I guess, potentially what 
is happening for them, but then they're also wanting to now communicate to their partner what's happening for them. Like, how would you suggest them bringing up that conversation or communicating what they need to their partner? Mm. <clears throat> um, so that one is, it, it's a tough question to answer because the reality is every partner has their own dynamics. Um, so the yeah. best thing that I could say is find your dynamic and your ability to have that conversation. If you are, yeah. if you are with a partner that you can't have a conversation with, that is, it's, it's not about red flag number one, but that's number one of what you got to fix. You got to be you able hit to hit the nail on it. the head there. Yeah. hundred percent. You have to be able to do this. And the, the interesting part is, especially when you are exploring or when you're trying to make your, your partner explore with you, I think one of the best possible things that I've ever I've ever thought about and advised to others is that you you have to be able to communicate these things and take away the scary language. Mm. You know, I cannot tell you enough how much someone's like, oh, I like to be slapped. And so, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like when, when I was still in my, let's say the vanilla phase, when, when somebody would say that, and I'd be like, you want to get beaten down? Like that was, that was my correlation. And I was like, that's, that's insane to me when really they want like a, yeah. you know, like the, the teeniest, yeah, like the, little... the little, just, just a little spark. That's, that's all they're looking for. Yeah. But God, that word is terrifying. They think about dominated. Do you think that I want you to put you in a leather mask and like, you know, spank you over the edge of something. It's not about that. But there's a million people out there that don't understand that it's not that. And yeah, uh, BDSM, so kink, like they, the after dark life is it's intimidating to those that don't understand it yet or that have never participated. That's the biggest thing I, yeah. I've seen. I've had, I think men are the, the, the most adorablest to have these conversations with truthfully. And I remember I was at a bachelor party with, a, with some friends a little while ago. And one of the guys, oh, it, it was just, it's so funny to me because I love reading people. And we, we were yeah. all like sitting around eating steak, doing bachelor party things. And one of the guys was like, yo, anybody into like kinky things? And all of them said no. All of them said no. And they're like, no, what do you mean? And all of them are like adorable and cute about it and whatever. But the interesting part is me knowing what I know about human behavior, about how people act. Mm. I look at these guys and I'm like, that guy would love dominant play. <laughs> over there would go crazy over some nice submissive stuff. I bet you that guy likes his toes sucked. Like, no, not that one. But, you know, like it's just seeing people. I'm like, you would enjoy the hell out of it just because like, you know, yeah. a super high energy guy you're telling me that you don't mm. want to do some really exciting stuff like come on that's so funny well, i think it's i think it's in those <laughs> things like don't knock it before you try it that's yeah. honestly like honestly. if you try it if you try it and you're like i don't like it it's like okay we'll try something else it's and people are just so against trying things i suppose yep. i think it's i think it's the fear that's attached yeah. to it like it's like anything you know you, I think it's just the human brain. Like when we don't understand something or, you know, we haven't tried something, there's so much like, like you kind of create this preconceived idea in your head. Mm. Like a prime example is skydiving, right? We went skydiving. I was just Every about to bring that up as soon as you were done talking. That, that is awesome. Oh, really? Continue, 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 continue. <laughs> I was about to say with skydiving, like you have this idea of what it's going to be like. And it's like, you're so terrified of it. It's like scary. But then you go in the plane you get up there and then you do the fall and it's nothing like what you imagined it to mm -hmm. be. Like it's, it's so different and it's like exciting and it's fun. And you're like, damn, I'd love to do that again. And then mm. you meet the person back down the bottom. Who's like about to be terrified for their experience. And you're like, no, 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 it's, it's really good fun. Like it's blah, blah, have fun with it. Um, and then they're like still terrified, but you're trying to explain to them that it's fun and it's good and it's going to be exciting, mm. but they just can't catch it yet until they experience it. Yeah. And then they will have fun. <laughs> and I think you, it's funny because you get to the bottom and you're like, I just want to do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want to do it again. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's, it's like everything. It's that build up that in your mind, you're like, mm. the outcome is going to be worse than it was. And as soon as you jump out of that plane, it's bliss. I loved yeah, it. I thought fun. it was amazing. <laughs> you guys are still, still, still better than me. I, I can't jump out of a plane yet. It's one of the things that is on my bucket list, but I haven't done it yet. Mm. Um, but I love you guys, the stories about it. I love like this, like yeah. the psychological studies about it and stuff like that. I like being nerdy mm. in my room. I like reading. Yeah. It's not going. I, I need to have more calls with you. I need. To I, I recommend stuff. you do it. It's just, especially because you're tandem. So yeah. the the guy kind of just forces you out of the plane <laughs> and you've got so many things to think about that you're not even thinking. It's like the guy said to me, he was like, make yourself a banana when we're leaving. So I'm like, 
make myself a banana, banana. And then I'm like, oh, sh sh shit, we're out of the yeah. plane already. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. And then you it's know, like, this, this, is, this is the most perfect segue ever because Barry just told me, I think that you should try it because especially when you're tandem, the guy just shoves you out of the plane. <laughs> Can we just take a second to recognize how we explain things? Barry, you just scared the hell out. You just added three more years yeah. until, until I go skydiving because you just said exactly that. True. Now, I now, just said that, yeah. Now, but but not actually. But um, you know, <laughs> let's let's take this back into the after dark conversation. Think about when mm -hmm. someone goes, "I want to be hit." Like, I just love being hit. That's a little. Yeah, that's that's scary. a little aggressive. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. truly, if you go, like you don't get it. Like if you give me a little stim on, on the cheek, like it doesn't have to be hard, but it really helps me focus and it helps me get into it. Everyone's like, I, I, I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to do mm. something like that. That's okay. You know, a yeah. love tap. Yeah, it, it's the exact same conversation, but my God, there's a mm. different aggression behind it. I like being dominated. Yeah. Once again, does that mean that I have to tie you up? Use ten different kinds of whips? Understand those whips? Do I have to learn how to tie you up? I can only make a single single knot. I don't know. I didn't go to Boy Scouts. I don't know these things. Yeah. Um. You know, like there is that overthinking involved, or it's I like yeah. when you make the decisions. Can we start off with mm. that? Can you tell me where to put my legs? Can you tell me where to put my hands? Oh yeah, put them mm. there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true it's easier than it needs to be but we need to understand that as much as others especially when introducing more of a vanilla person playing or when we're experiencing yeah. it ourselves because also what if you do the opposite and most people especially like dominant people have experienced this at least once in their life it's a terrible thing i can tell you i got my own stories um <clears throat> once again like always going down to i like it because you know, when you understand yeah. that I don't yeah. need to be smacked hard. I don't, you don't need to be a man with a gigantic hand hitting, you know, a female. That's just, it, it's just unless requested, that can be a very tough mm. realm to go off of. And also like, once again, from societal standards, that's scary as hell. That's scary mm. as hell. I will knock you the hell out. And that like, yeah. that's the first thing that comes into my mind. Like just truly, truly. It's, yeah. it's not the fact that I want to, it's 100%. the fact that I'd be scared to. So how do yeah. you, how do you get past not only the communication, but the absolvement of fear, I think would be a very, very yeah. big part of this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think, um, yeah, because like the conversation's the first point, but then it's like, then creating that safety in the relationship to try the new things is mm. like the next level. Like, like if, you know, <laughs> just getting personal, but like if I was to be like, I want to get hit, I would have a lot of fear around because, mm. you know, you're a big dude. I'd be like, shit, I'm going to get like knocked out if you try and hit me. So it's like having that conversation <laughs> and then it's like in the bedroom, actually like playfully, like how hard do you, <laughs> you go up in levels, 10%. To... But, but yes, it's like having that. Yeah. Like you, you're allowed to be playful about this and you're allowed to check yeah. in. You're allowed to hit and be like, what do you think? Was that okay? Yeah. Keep going. That was yeah. great. You know, you are like, yeah. that is, that is one thing I find that people are most scared of. They're like, what if I dom them and they don't like that? I'm like, ask them. Like halfway yeah, through, so 10 minutes in, your very first thing. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Did you like that, honey? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you like that. Like you are you are very much allowed to say something like this. And we, we got to trust each other. For the love of yeah. God, if you are talking about more aggressive after dark play, if you're just talking about after dark play, if you're talking about intercourse, if you're talking about anything at all that is intimate, you got to trust who you're with. You gotta have yeah. that consent. You gotta have that understanding. Even if your consent is to not have consent, you gotta have consent over that. Mm. I yeah, get really so passionate. Do you, do you about this. find? I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. yell at you yeah. guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> yell at me all you like. <laughs> do you, do you... Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I was like, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I was gonna ask a question, but I, I've I've gone now. I I can't remember the question. It's... Not mean it like that. Tara after podcast. It, was like, huh? it, was, it, was, it came out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, anyway. <laughs> so, what were you oh, saying? I just remembered my question. Okay. Um, with the communication, do you find this men? Yeah, we're not going to be able to come from that. <laughs> do you find that men really struggle with the communication side, whether in the way of what if I say this, do I sound like a like a I don't know if the right word, like. Yeah, like if you yeah. were to, if you were to come up to me and be like, "Can I hit you?" <laughs> yeah, I I think in a way, um, talking to their friends like, oh, I see like, what you mean. Yeah, just going up to a girl and it, it, I, I've always had this this thing in my head where people are like, 
don't ask her if it's a good time. You've just got to be able to do it. And uh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that if you if you communicate with your with your partner, you're not doing the right job. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you got to be good at it. <clears throat> you know, there is <clears throat> there there are stigmas around all genders mm -hmm. when it comes to um, like yeah. any kind of play whatsoever, obviously. And I think that is a big one for men is if you underperform, you're not even a man anymore. You know, I, yeah. I, I think that that's a rough one. And the worst part is that's not even, for the most part, I don't think that that's, that's the women. I think it's other men um, that we don't yeah. want. I don't want them to ever know that I tried something and it sucked. Like, I, I don't want yeah. anyone to know that about myself. That's crippling just thinking about something like that to the point where mm. I find there's a lot of men that aren't willing to try new things because of something like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. almost the same as opening women? up. Sorry. No, you're right. I was gonna. That's my ADHD interrupting. <laughs> but I was gonna say, women want you to ask. Like, we yeah. actually want you to ask us if something feels. Mm. I'm just gonna put that out there. You know, and and you're like, I I love that because I like I am a very very emotionally open man. I'm a very very big mm. person on communicating. Um, and it's very true. Women do want you to ask that, and I will tell you, no one knows that. Mm. It is something yeah. women women. I, 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 again, I shouldn't just you shouldn't just base this on gender, but truly, I think that this is a stereotype that goes on right now. I think a lot of women assume that we know that you're going to be okay with it, and we assume that you know that we're not going to ask, so no one's having the conversation. I don't, I, mm. I don't think that this is a positive on either gender side. I think we're both yeah, messing that so up true. because the the positive to having this conversation, guys, it doesn't matter if mm. if Barry doesn't want to, Terry, be like, shut up, and we're talking about this because the, yeah. the mm. benefit is a better time the benefit oh, it, the, yeah. the benefit is a better release a a happier more amazing experience why are we not what why does anybody think that not having the conversation is a good idea mm. that's the one that yeah. we need to start put, pushing around a little bit more i love that you yeah. said that because i think it's like one of the things i think barry and i and i actually think it's probably the thing that is the reason we, why we have such a healthy, happy relationship is because it's like what you said, Matt, we have the scary conversations and we mm. use the scary language. Mm -hmm. Like I, there was a point in our relationship, like where I actually wasn't afraid to say to Barry, like, and this kind of brings a whole nother layer to relationships mm -hmm. and whatnot. But like, I actually said to Barry, I'm getting like, I'm bored. Mm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that, you know, people could look at me and be like, oh, Tara, that's a really mean thing to say. Like, you're going to demasculate him and you're going to X, Y, Z. And I was like, well, yes, but in the same sense, we had that relationship where I could come to him and we did have that dynamic where I could say that to him and it not be perceived in that way. But I also let you sit with the feelings of receiving that information and whatnot. Yeah. But that was like the catalyst to so many more conversations on both sides right. where we were able to have the scary conversations. We were able to talk about jealousy and all these other different things that just like yeah. changed the game for us. And I always get so surprised when I talk to like a girlfriend or, you know, someone where they just, you know, will tell me about how they're struggling in their sex life and, you know, their whatnot. And I'm like, oh, well, have you talked about it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you've been with this person for seven years. How are you not having mm. the conversation? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, he he just won't talk about it. I'm like, I, I can't fathom it. But it's like what you said, Matt. Mm -hmm. It's something that's so pervasive. Like it's happening in mm. almost most relationships where people have needs and they're not expressing them. People have wants and desires and they're not talking about mm. them. People are having challenges and mm. they're not, you know, actually telling their partner what they're struggling with and it's just such a big issue yeah, yeah. you know it, it's incredibly true i love that conversation because truly like that one is that one's a stigmatization uh, of a lot of the male gender right now but also it's mm -hmm. like some female as well um where people are saying oh they won't have the conversation it's like really like honestly speaking have have this conversation with me right now give me your full honesty you're telling me that you were like hey i want to have better sex and the guy was like no you're, you're, you're telling me that right. you figured out how to communicate with this person enough to let them know that you want to do more. You want to have more fun. You want to be more explorative. You want to do these things. And the guy was like, not for me, Fortnite. Like, no, he did not. But if you if mm. if that person like, we're we're, we're going to stop using gender because it's silly in this conversation. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah. person goes up to their partner and they go, hey, you know, you suck at this. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have that conversation either. Communication, mm. but 
you know, right communication is also another one. A lot of us think you should, yeah. if I told you you suck, then you should be fine with it. Or the opposite of, I should be super gentle with you. There are some people that need to be told that they suck because then they're going to have that, you know, that Rocky moment. They're going to have that David yeah. Goggins, yeah. I'm going to get to work. Like, <laughs> God, if my partner ever told me I was underperforming, I'm going to look up every supplement known to man. I'm going to I'm going to look up, like, I, I'm going to buy a bunch of books. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I'm going to do some karma super yeah. nonsense because I don't, wa- don't want to have bad. No one is like you know what i'd like right now some bad intercourse no one's mm. no one's stoked no, no one. one's saying that no one yeah and and i think you know in a lot of conversations like even if your partner you know is saying that they don't want to have the conversation straight away i think if you raise it they probably eventually will come yeah. back and have the conversation absolutely yeah. like because there's been times where you know we've raised things with one another and you get that defense and you get that shame and you're like oh, i don't want to talk about it like whatever goodbye but then once you like and this is that red flag, green flag thing. It's like once that person is then able to go, okay, I probably should have the conversation. I do want better after dark experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. go have the conversation. Then you have the conversation. And it's, yeah. Right. It's all good. What a, so you go. Uh, yeah. one, one thing that I really want to bring up before it definitely escapes my mind. Um, Terry, you, you said a few minutes ago that you were able to communicate with a partner that you were um that that you are happy to communicate with and you guys have found that barrier and you said that you were bored and barry was able Mm. to sit there Mm. and think about it you guys it sparked many other conversations the ultimate question that i bet you everybody wants to know and i really hope the answer is right um are you still bored no exactly exactly that is like if there's any (laughs) clippable moment of this entire podcast if there is anything that needs everyone needs to hear it's that right there yeah you said you were bored you ain't bored anymore that's communication (laughs) we we should do more of that we really should um i used to have Mm. a partner that would very 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 consistently we would play together we would have fun we had basically a mutual agreement that's what we were doing we both enjoyed Mm. aggressive after dark play we we took it two different levels sometimes we were were good at exploring it was a great time Mm. and i do remember Mm. this wonderful conversation that we had once where they brought up to me something that they wanted to try and i'm i don't think i'm gonna bring it up um but they they, Mm -hmm. they brought up something specifically and it was something that Myself as somebody very hygienic, um, I, I'm very I'm very aggressively hygienic. It's something that I, I don't mm. want anything that is unhygienic to be a part of my after dark experiences whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it was something that I told them. Listen, that is wonderful that you experience that. Um, that's not something that I would enjoy in the slightest. To be perfectly honest, mm. I would be willing. I, I even share with them. I'm like, I'd be willing to meet you halfway. And I talked about doing some things that were close to it. Um, but, but in general, I said, it's not something that I'd be into. There's many other things. I think that you're hot. I think you're sexy. I think you're fun. Um, that is not something that I'd like to participate in. And they went, all right, that's fine. We, we do so much other stuff. Like truthfully speaking, it's not about the one thing getting shot down and now we can never do it again. It's it's about, Hey, would you, would you be down for this? And if they're like, "Eh, try it, that's sick. If they're like, no, that's absolutely not something that I want for myself. Hygiene is my, that is my no, yeah. no. We're not, I'm, I'm not getting hygienic. It's just, that's just not going to yeah. happen for me. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's part of the conversation. Like in, in any safe relationship, you have to be able to be shot down. And mm. like you said, you actually have to be able for both of you to set that boundary and be like, yeah, nah, that's not for me. Or yeah, that is for me. And it's like, I think, you know, there's certain things in a relationship where there is that compromise and there is that give and take. And that's just a natural part of a relationship. And if you're mm. expecting a partner to always just say yes, 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 yes to everything and not have their own boundaries, like that in a way is a red flag. That's not because a partnership. You want that, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want that partner to be able to advocate for themselves and for what they need as well. Totally. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's interesting. I want to, um, one thing you've talked about before in your After Dark series mm-hmm. is the concept of, um, I think it's edging. Okay. <laughs> I, Barry and I spoke previously about this um, prior to the podcast and he's like, what's edging? So I figured it's probably a good, just short answer if you want to just explain what edging is sure. to people and how they can use it in <clears throat> ADHD. Um, so the reality is how they can use it in ADHD. I can actually explain why people with ADHD don't like it, but it's not about using it for the ADHD. Right? Yeah. I just, I just do okay. want to preface that. Um, edging yeah. is something simple. It's getting someone almost there and then stopping so they don't get there. 
Yeah. What's interesting is two different sides to this from, from the psychological, because I got to get nerdy with it. There's something known as habituation. Yeah. <laughs> and habituation is something yeah. that people don't talk about enough, but it's so true. If you do the same thing over and over again with consistent results, that consistent result will actually impact your brain less every single time you can think about this in terms yeah. of relationship in terms you know what the greatest example on earth is music you know when you get this one song and you're like this is killer i'm gonna blast this every second of every day and then eventually you're like oh god don't play that song again you know that yeah. that is habituation being taken too far yeah. now what's interesting yeah. there's actually psychological studies on this that if you had a song that you loved and you only listened to it for 30 seconds and then you took a five second break from that song, you would actually enjoy that song for significantly longer in your life. Wow. Now, the reason for this, once again, is if we take away the, um, if we take away that exact same result every single time, first of all, um, it, it's going to keep your mind interested because it wants to come back mm. to it, but also it's going to yeah. be focused on getting that result because it hasn't gotten it. I really loved that part of the song. Why did it stop? Oh my God, I got to wait for it. I want to hear that song. That chorus is so killer. And then when it comes on, you're like, oh, okay. It's the exact same song, Thanks. but man, I'm that much more stoked about this song now because now I'm hearing mm. that sick drum yeah, wow. fill, that sick guitar solo. Um, and speaking of guitar solos, that's good in edging. Um, that it's, it's a good way right. to understand this a little bit more. That was a really terrible analogy. I don't like no, it. No, oh, no, 100%. Was, I've learned so um, yeah. much. No, I meant, I meant the guitar solo part. The habituation is so unbelievably interesting because when you bring someone to a place that you've brought them to, let's say 30, 40 times in the last few months, Mm. Um, it means a lot less, but when you stop them and they go, wait, I know what the result is, bring it back, bring it back, it's making it that much more exciting for a much more extended mm. piece of time for the same style. Yeah. Let's just call it vanilla missionary. You know, if you did that, but mm. you stopped every so often and just switch it up to your mouth, just playtime, foreplay, anything like that, and then yeah. went back to it, eventually you will get there. But what's more interesting is there that you get to becomes that much more satisfying. Um, yeah, right. Now, if I may, if, oh, yeah. if you want me to mess you guys up, this is this is even more interesting. Um, <laughs> in the ADHD world, all of us know about the chemical of dopamine, right? Every, every, everybody yeah. knows the word dopamine. I got to follow the dopamine. Everything that we do is about the dopamine. Well, the realistic mm. side on the ADHD brain is that our brain uses more than it produces. That's what people, mm. a lot of people are like, oh, we just can't have dopamine. That's silly. You, you wouldn't be a human if, if that was true. Mm. Yeah. But essentially, we yeah. are a car that burns. We're, we're an electric car that burns more uh, electricity than it's producing. That, that, it's the simple way mm. of thinking about it. And dopamine is the chemical that controls three main properties. It controls your concentration, your motivation, and your pleasure. Now, on top of it, mm. yeah. dopamine is something that has the literal ability to control what you're thinking about, how you're thinking about it, and your morality behind what is right or wrong. So this chemical has a lot to do with how you get to that end zone. This chemical has a lot to do with how much you are enjoying the play currently. And one thing that's very interesting, mm. if you have sex for the sake of the end goal, I don't know if we could say the word, but whatever. Mm. Um, if we have sex for the sake of the end goal and that's all we're looking for, that's why you do it for three minutes and then you're, you, you like give yourself a pat on the shat shoulder and leave. Like it, it, no one likes that person. No one likes that person. Yeah. Mm. Um, but what's interesting is that is a version of getting dopamine. When we have an orgasm, that is a version of dopamine known as getting dopamine from a reward pathway. But if you do something mm. like right. edging, foreplay, any of this kind of stuff, this is actually what's known as achieving the dopaminergic chemical while in effort. When we look at wow, foreplay, okay. it's actually making us more and more concentrated the more that we're playing. When we're looking at edging mm. and denial, it's actually just slowly filling up our meter, stopping, filling up our meter. We're not just trying to fill it to the very top all of a sudden and or mm. else um, negative side effects can happen. If we don't get there right away and we're used to getting there right away, our brain can go, I guess I'm just not getting a reward. This can lead to ED in men. This can lead to literally just never getting there for women. This can lead to so many different wow. areas. So finding those ways yeah. to spark your dopamine while in effort is so important. And edging is one of the most recommended ways from an after dark perspective. Wow. That is fascinating. My mind is like I'm getting blown right take now. like an hour just to <laughs> get a <laughs> literal know. process. I need to process this information. Um, could, could that, not, not explain, but could that um, give an understanding to the fact when Tara, I think at the beginning of this said, um, not this question, but the beginning of the podcast said that, she would go um, patterns of 
really wanting it and then not wanting it because she got used to getting that dopamine mm. at the end, that end goal. And then she would go periods without and then go, okay, I need it again. Is that kind of what happens in a way? There is a possibility. There is such thing as being as exhausting your neurochemicals. There, there's an mm. idea of literally yeah. being so overwhelmed. Like let, let's be real in, in the world of intimacy, stress is the number one thing that, sorry, it, it kills um, a, a, any kind of want, desire, passion, any of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And a lot of it, especially based on Tara's job, let's say, of creating mm. content, reading a million people's opinions every single day, you can become so overwhelmed that the idea of wanting something else just as stimulating as constant lights and cameras and comments and yeah. making a million view video in one day and then needing to make another one tomorrow. Um, that can lead you into literally being so exhausted. This is also to the same extent as to why uh, when people that do drugs. Drugs is an amazing example of when you do a crazy amount of drugs, you don't want anything else. That's the most stimulating thing ever. Why mm. would I want anything that isn't cocaine? Because cocaine brings me right to the top. Oh, look, I can go for a walk outside. That's dumb. Like, like truly, it just it can't give you enough. And that's yeah. something yeah. that can happen there for sure. Um, so wow. that, that's not the full uh, answer uh, of what you're talking about, but that is um, to the correlation side of it. That That's kind of where it goes. Yeah. We're going to have to do like five or six episodes I know, with Matt. Like this is insane. I know, part of it's like looking at the rest of the questions <laughs> and I'm like, this is I insane. think we need to do another one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this doesn't cover any of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because even going back to like the boredom thing, because I know that that's a big thing for like from my experience, what people have messaged me and, you know, ask questions about, that's a big thing is like a lot of um, people will ask like, why am I so fixated on it? And like, you know, I can have it every day, multiple times a day. And then it's like, I can't, I just can't be bothered. But then, you know, a couple months down the line, X, Y, Z. And I always like to explain it in the similar sense of like how, we as ADHDers um, have hobbies and, you know, one week you're going to think you're going to start learning guitar and you're super fixated on it and it lasts for three weeks and then the guitar sits in the corner mm -hmm. for however mm -hmm. long. Um, you might be able to explain a bit more, Matt, about like the actual, I guess, neurological component, like the, the chemicals and stuff that's happening in that pattern. But would that be similar to what's happening with the after dark stuff, like of me kind of wanting it and then not wanting it? I mean, the reality is that you're a human being. I, I yeah. almost don't want to over-explain this one because the reality is you're, yeah. you're allowed to be on sometimes, you're allowed to be off sometimes. The reality 100%. is if you have a stressful week, that can make a massive difference. If you have too much yeah. stimulation, the last thing that you want is more stimulation. If you have next to no stimulation, then your body's like, why would I want stimulation? Um, mm. the, yeah. the reality is that we, we have a hyper-adaptive brain and our brain is just trying to do what's yeah. right. It has no yeah. idea what is right or wrong. It doesn't know if stealing, cheating, going for a walk. It, it, it all just, okay, that, that helps. They seem to like it. We're going to try and encourage them to go over there. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but the reality so is, dude, like we, we live in a world where it's so funny. People think that ADHD means dopamine deficient because we, we talk about dopamine mm. so often. But the reality is we live in a world where every bright light, Christ, it, it's almost December. We all know what comes in December. Everyone's fighting for your attention with the brightest lights and the craziest amount mm. of colors and all of these amazing sales that are just driving us all crazy. How many ADHDers listening to this podcast right now, including the three that are in this room too? Um, you know, how many of us get overstimulated during that time? And then do you go home and yeah. you're like, boy, I'm ready to make out. I'm ready to, you know, get aggressive. Yeah. No, you go home and you're like, I want a gigantic blanket wrapped around me. I want no lights yeah. in the room and I want Doritos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I really like what 100%. you said there because it was, I think we even had this conversation the other day of like, it's pretty normal to just, like, I understand that there's that ADHD component of like, we, you know, hyperfixate and then we're over something. But I do also think that that is like what you said. It's just the human experience yeah. in a way. Like mm. it would almost be weird if anything about the human experience was like super consistent. Mm. <laughs> like That's if it. we were just happy every single day, just consistently, it would no longer feel like being happy because it's just mm. like so consistent that like I almost feel like you need those, like you actually need those ebbs and flows. Like you need some of those days where you feel sad or you need those days where you feel, you know, overwhelmed to really appreciate the happiness that you feel on a day where you feel happy mm. and it's probably the same with you know after dark and whatnot is it's like I think we instantly go to think oh I don't want to have sex this week or you know it's been two weeks or however long and then you're like something must be wrong with me 
Yeah. And it's like instantly this thing. And it's like what you said, you know, actually being able to analyze life and be, I've actually just had really stressful two weeks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've been, I'm in burnout. Or, you know, I've, I've been just, I just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, like sometimes we just don't want to. Yeah. Like, like the addiction under the after dark category can definitely be real. But also when we talk about yeah. the spontaneity of it, I think that's when things become really difficult because, um, you know, the question of like, do you want to do it? No? Ah, oh, damn. Like, like we get so disappointed by that. But the reality is, like, I, our, our brains, our bodies are so friggin' on purpose, it's insane. Um, like, yeah. I, I've had a few different partners in the past that we've definitely experienced, um, or we've definitely participated in more After Dark play. Do you, want, do you want to know what I do as the crazy amount of stimulation that I do when I know I'm doing something tonight that involves sexual play? Not a lot. I on yeah. purpose go, okay, I can't do anything crazy today. I'm not going to go on a bunch of social media because I want my brain to focus on my partner tonight. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Maybe, if anything, I'll take a couple supplements. I'll do like ginkgo, L-tyrosine, something like that. Um, but yeah. primarily, I tell myself I need to be ready for this. The exact same way as, you know, if you're, if you're like, let's, let's be real. If you're getting ready to go and play a sport, you don't sit there and eat chips and ice cream and just burp and mm. fart and yeah, stuff like so that. True. No, you, you sit there and you're like, all right, I got to eat a little bit healthier because these things are going to be jumbling around in my stomach tonight. Mm. I got to get my clothing That's ready. So true. Like yeah. people, people think that there are areas of our lives that doesn't need to be prepared for. And it, it, it's not asking mm. you for the world, but it's, it's about asking you not to take everything else and then expect this one too. If, if you yeah. are at work yeah, so and once again, influencer to influencer, do the amount of times that like, again, a video goes viral. That's never on purpose. I made the video for the sake of, I got, I yeah. kind of have to. Yeah. Um, and then I get a million views and I have a hundred thousand new DMS and you know, mm. insane amounts of notifications. And I just had lights in my face. I'm doing this podcast right now. You guys think I want to go and run a marathon after this? Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> I'm going on right now. As soon as I'm done, I'm watching TV. Like I'm, I'm chilling yeah. out after this. Oh. Yeah, oh that's so that like one of the biggest things for me with noticing like because always tara's done the social media stuff mm-hmm. and everything and someone that's come in for like the last year or so it would it's exhausting mm-hmm. it is so exhausting like the lights and everything like that and being neighbor neurotypical yeah. that itself is like mm-hmm. oh i can just imagine um being the adhd partner but I wanted to say one thing, going back to when you said um, taking the day to get ready for mm. the the uh, the the end goal, the, the deed, or whatever, the after dark. <laughs> um, being a part, the neurotypical partner, or just being the other partner, being the human on the other side, noticing that effort going into mm. something is just it's it would make so much connection. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh my god, look at my partner doing this to lead to that i'm like yeah it's yeah. kind of it's really cool it's a nice way yeah. to think, of it. think yeah. about the ways that you can encourage each other as, as partners as well you know what happens if i'm like midday and i know that something's happening tonight and then i get a text on my phone halfway through a meeting and it's like i can't wait to do this later it's like oh damn like you, you, know, you get yourself <laughs> that much more excited you know how do you send yeah. a text message how do you send a picture of just my neck yeah. and, and be like you're gonna bite the yeah finger, right like how do you how do you start the foreplay before you're even in the same room? Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah, like that's my favorite that. thing to do. Like it, my my favorite, my ultimate favorite always is let's go out for a nice dinner first. And during that time, I'm gonna mm. say such disgusting things to you by text <laughs> while we're being so nice across the table from each other. You know, the whole time I, I like I'm just being oh, a devil. I'm being a devil. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. You know what I mean? Like. That's amazing. Hit on your partner, man. Get them excited. Yeah. You know, even give them a reminder like, hey, make sure that you are absolutely clean tonight because my lips are going everywhere. You know how much that's, first of all, going to remind them. True, truly. Imagination. Truly. Imagination dude. just goes. Truly. Yeah. What if they weren't thinking about it? What if they weren't like, oh, man, I'm going to make sure I'm like extra hygienic tonight. First of all, that's yeah. you prepping it as a partner. It's like, I want them mm. to be hygienic. So let me hit on them about hygiene. Let me do that. Yeah, my mouth is going to be everywhere so tonight, true. so make sure it all tastes good. Like, you know, that that's more of like a dominant approach, but it, it's just damn true. That That's not me mm. being controlling. That's me encouraging. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I feel like we have covered so much. Well, I think you, you definitely, like, for myself, I went through, like, from 19 till 25. I can't remember when we started. Um, between when, uh, like, my sexual journey started mm-hmm. and but when i met tara and we started our relationship 
I had not really had a relationship. Okay. Like I had one night stands and short relationships, very short relationships. So we weren't able to discover each other as much. But when Tara at the, like my mental state was when you're in, when you're not in a relationship to that point, you don't do those things. You just go dinner and end game. Yeah. So Tara had to open up to me and say, Hey Barry, I need you to give me the day. Like start telling me nice things. Mm -hmm. Start. It's not just at the end of the day. Oh, sex. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, um, I did so well not saying sex until then. (laughs) Um, but, (laughs) and then, yeah, it's that build up and knowing that Tara needs that build up. I'm able to give it to her and show that um affection which is re- what you what you yeah, said yeah. and it makes that exciting and exactly and builds. the the ultimate thing if i may that to, to take away from that is that was the communication but also mm. you didn't know that i think that is mm. such yeah. a especially when we're talking about bdsm when we're talking about after dark if you don't know you don't know like someone's yeah. gotta show you originally someone's got to show you and if you've never been shown and someone's like well you just you're just like the amount of people that go like my partner's just vanilla i'm like has anyone ever made them do things no that's why i know that they're vanilla it's like no it means they don't know there's a difference yeah that's so true yeah i like that i feel like oh my god my brain is just like (laughs) (laughs) my brain's gone into like hyperfixation mode and i just want to like deep dive into so much more i feel like matt i would love to have you on for a another episode if you would be interested let's get it i'm gonna i'm pretty sure i'm gonna pose it to the yeah (laughs) i'm gonna put a put a question to the listeners as well if you guys want matt to come back on and i feel like we've covered not even surface level stuff because we've definitely gone below the covers (laughs) but like we've definitely did uh can't speak. I was going to say deep, but I'm like, well, let's yeah, leave like, this de- <laughs> at this like point. Sexual terms. We've gone deep, but we can definitely go deeper. So if you want Matt to come back on, let us know. Um, but Matt, do you have one final thing that you would kind of want to say or a tip that you can leave the listeners with today? Well, well, first of all, I, I would like to say that just as just as the only person that didn't get the opportunity to do it, um, Tara and Barry, if you guys want me to come back and be extra deep with you, I'm very, very happy to. Um, <laughs> and now I'm willing to give the listeners my tip. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just all of it, actually. <laughs> um, you know, the the ultimate thing that I can always say at the end of an episode, especially around this subject, is first of all, consent is sexy. That is something that yeah. everyone needs to understand. Consent is sexy. This, this is not for everyone, but if it is for you, make sure that you have consent over it and make sure that you communicate it. If someone doesn't know, yeah. they don't know, but you wouldn't believe what you might spark in a partner just because you didn't ask. Mm. yeah that's so true no get explorative damn it do you get like (laughs) this is so much fun this is a great thing to Mm. do with your partners this is a great thing to have in your life have fun we deserve it life is way too cool to be boring you gotta explore you gotta have fun you gotta communicate about it because what if you communicate and it only ends up being amazing that would have sucked if you never talked about it that's my over explaining one tip I love it. <laughs> ah, this has been this has yeah, been just this has been amazing. Thank you so insightful much. Insightful for me. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm gonna get so awesome. many texts. God damn it! No. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just gonna get texts continuously now. <laughs> all right matt um where can our listeners find you uh so there's mo- on multiple places that you guys can find me i'm on instagram tiktok youtube and facebook i upload daily there as well as anybody that's interested in the after dark stuff if y'all have never heard your boy just opened up an only fans actually this month but Ayo. the difference and the thing that you guys should all know is there's no nudity on it i'm actually teaching y'all how to have better after dark play on there with I no censors what whatsoever there's everything from audio encouragement there's motivation and the after dark video that everybody loves my minute long takes on i have videos three to five minutes i just uploaded one that was 23 minutes talking about after dark and i'm trying to make extended content to treat to teach y'all 
have to have how to have your best life. Why did I do this entire podcast perfectly and only mess up the part that could profit me? Um, <laughs> so only. So in other words, sign up to Matt's OnlyFans. Yep, you can go on. They call me the ADH Daddy on there. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love that you're. Yeah, I I love that. So much. No. Even I remember telling Barry before this, I was like, "Oh, do you know that Matt has an OnlyFans?" And you're like, "What?" I'm like, "No, it's like education." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People don't understand, but like oh, I've been th- so I've been cool. threatened to be banned yeah. so many times from social media for the After Dark series, yeah. which is why I created this series. So then that way I can say mm. the aggressive words that we need to be hearing in order to understand this properly. So I'm stoked about it, yeah. and everybody that's in there is so happy and blown away by the content, which I'm very happy about because it's so different. <laughs> yeah. Different to what you can post on TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's so fun, dude. Oh, my God. Posting without filters or needing to, like, play to the algorithm. It's just yeah. a great time. Just sharing yeah. that. Just sharing that. I love that. Well, guys, make sure to go and check Matt out. Yep. Sign up to his OnlyFans. <laughs> I you love will, it. You will honestly learn so much. Yeah, you, you will that. learn so much. I feel like even just in this, I mean, I was going to say short, but it's been an hour. In this hour-long episode, we, I feel like Barry and I are leaving with so much information oh. to go talk about think about and we'll definitely get matt back on for a second episode pretty soon i think so yeah (laughs) all right guys we're gonna wrap it up there as always if you would like to send through any questions or your adhd bloopers feel free to send us a dm on instagram at the tara and barry show um and as always feel free to jump into our free facebook group as well come hang out in there And we will see you guys next time. And if you love this podcast, as I always say, five stars. (laughs) Five stars on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you all. Bye. Bye. Bye,